The year is 1932. We are in pre-code Hollywood. And today's film is The Old Dark House. The Old Dark House. So this one's a little bit off the beaten path. Um, it did come out. It was a universal. It came out a year after Frankenstein. Did not do well. It did well in its first weekend. The second weekend had half as many on bad word of mouth. And then it was a, like a lost film mm-hmm. um, until the sixties. The sixties, yeah. And his somebody that was close to Whale, I think. It was because they were remaking it in the sixties, right? And someone went to find to see if they could find a copy, and they found an old copy. And <clears throat> I think the remake, which kind of leaned further into the comedy and away from the horror, it was not a good movie. Yeah. No. Um, Gave was, appetite for this to arise, right? Sure, but it was definitely somebody that was related, not related like kinship, but like a, a friend or somebody of Whale that... Talking was, about, do you remember when we did this? I'm yeah, going to go dig it up. And went to the studio and was like, we, we need to find this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, you know, so, and, it, and since then it's become a cult classic. It's, yeah. it's had a second life. Um, what to say about this movie? This movie... Rocky Horror Picture Show does not exist without this movie. Rocky Horror Show doesn't exist, predating the picture show. Um, <clears throat> because the premise is it's a dark and stormy night, of course. And, um, and whales, right? Geography I'm not certain of. For some reason I remember somebody saying something about whales. Hmm. But and, the, in the very beginning, when the car is coming in, it's the, it's like these three het cats. Is that yeah. the right term? <laughs> In, the, in that era, probably? In that era, yeah. Uh, driving, and uh, I guess they're going somewhere. I don't remember the dialogue. They're ne'er-do-wells. Ne'er-do-wells, yeah. The, the, and, and they're uh, even... Uh, there's, there's dialogue in the car that's kind of hysterical. There is a lot of humor in this film. It's a very funny film. <clears throat> where, you know, the guy, I think, is like, oh, yes, this is exactly where I want to be. In the pouring rain with rain going down the back of my collar and all this stuff it's yeah. quite funny because it's raining and it's a real bad storm the i mean some of the uh special effects for 1932 i'm always kind of amazed at what they're able to do and we have uh several stars in this um most notably uh gloria stewart <clears throat> who was in um the invisible man i believe and also, we know her more in this generation from Titanic as the old lady who goes, ah, and tosses the heart of the ocean back to where um, it belongs. Are you looking up Gloria Stewart? I am not. Uh, I just know Charles Lawton is also a big name. Charles Lawton is in this uh, as well. And he has done so many things. Witness for the Prosecution. Um, he was in stuff with Clark Gable, uh, Mutiny on the Bounty, uh Private Life of Henry VIII, uh, just a really great actor. And to see him this young, because I, I am more used to him being, you know, older in, mm-hmm. in the movies that I've seen. Um, very funny. I did watch this on uh, Blu-ray, the Cohen Film Collection, and the special features are fantastic. There's a new interview with Sarah Karloff. Um, there's feature-length audio commentary by Gloria Stewart. Um, and there is uh, also commentary by James Whale, biographer James Curtis, who is notable for the character in uh, Gods and Monsters, who is interviewing him 
um, that's basically a representation of that dude, which is kind of cool. Um, and so the premise is these people find this house because it's a dark and stormy night and everything from the get-go, we have Boris Karloff answering the door with a hideous makeup, severely disfigured face. Yeah, and they definitely cannot go on. Like the, the mountainside is Crumbled, coming, coming yeah. down. They're going through huge puddles of water. So they have, there's, no, there's nothing else for them to do. And they're quite uh, frightened by uh, Karloff, of course. This is a great Karloff performance. Um, oh, fantastic! Absolutely. Up there with Frankenstein. Uh, dial no dialogue. <clears throat> no, no. Yet again, no dialogue. And I think he was getting a little worn out by that, because uh, as we all know, he has a beautiful speaking voice and was a fantastic actor, but was pigeonholed in these kind of heavies. Um, to just kind of grunt, because uh, even the Raven that he does soon after with the Lugosi, he's like a sidekick henchman to Lugosi, and ah, you know, grunts. What's and... that first? Like one of the <clears throat> first zombie films he was in that as white well. zombie. No, I can't think of it. It was a another black and white film with a you know kind of huge cast. Anyway, I used to watch all of these films on like. I guess it was Turner Classic Movies. Um, Bedlam is another great early Karloff performance uh, with oh, yeah. Basil Rathbone. Yeah, he was a real big whale guy because he was in the uh, uh, Black Cat. Uh, I, I want to find this movie. I watched it because somebody said it was like the first, one of the first zombie films. Um, and it's not White Zombie, that's Lugosi. Yeah. Um, and James Whale is very important for many different reasons. One of the best gifted uh, directors of that time, famously known for The Bride of Frankenstein as well um, as Frankenstein, and <clears throat> was a gay uh, director. And <clears throat> this was pre-code and everything, but it was well known that James Whale was gay. Um, yeah, if you've ever seen the movie Gods and Monsters, it's with his story. Frazier, Ian McKellen, yeah. Yeah. So this is a very important uh, figure in gay uh, or queer film history and direction. And uh, is Isle of the Dead. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, Isle of the Dead. I should have known that. Um, so anyway, we're greeted by the same actor who is in The Bride of Frankenstein plays the brother uh, of the family. And I wish I could remember his name. His character name. Or no, his... The actor the name. name. But he's wonderful. He's a... In Gods and Monsters, he's also portrayed as, you know, just a very uh, out and eccentric gay man, gay actor. <clears throat> he is very, I'm sorry, I'm like clearing my throat a lot. I've had a long day and I shoveled down some pizza and this is what happens. It's called acid reflux. Um, so uh, the performances are great. The sister to this character is, seems like a butch lesbian. Uh Ernest Thesiger? That's it. Yeah. That's it, Ernest Thesiger. Horace Femme. Yeah, so this is the Femme family. F-E-M-M. -M. And Rebecca Femme. Uh-huh. And Saul. And she is, Rebecca's anything but Femme. Um, even touching uh, Gloria Stewart's breast at one point, um, kind of at the top side of her breast, talking about how wicked she is and how all she probably thinks about is pleasing her man on her long legs. And the dialogue is wild. 
There is a dinner scene with potatoes. <laughs> yeah, and they're sitting there at the table. First of all, when they first come in, the uh, they're like, no, but they can't stay. Yeah. And then they eventually are like, oh, yeah, they, they're going to have to stay because it, it's too bad outside. And, and the sister's like, no beds. No <laughs> beds for you. Yeah. No beds. And she keeps saying it over, over again because she's deaf, kind of. Yeah. She hears what she wants to hear, mm-hmm. I think. But, and they're at dinner, and then there's another knock at the door. And there's another couple of Hepcats. Charles, Charles Lawton and a young, her name's Gladys in the movie. Uh, and they, let's say, are even jazzier of the Jazz Age set. They are a little... A, a sir. They, but they're a little more rowdy and rambunctious. Yeah, they're the ones staying out till you know, <clears throat> 4 or 5 a.m. Um, but then we, we basically learn that the Boris Karloff housekeeper character he's fine at everything until he drinks and when he drinks it gets really scary but other than that he's a good worker (laughs) (laughs) and there's issues uh throughout the night because of him and everyone's just like well he just drinks a bit and i'm like oh god it's well even the uh we we skipped over when she the the first woman wants to change oh yeah yeah yeah. and rebecca femme the the sister uh the sister like comes with really nasty to her mm-hmm. like really nasty and then you see that boris karloff's character is actually watching mm-hmm. all of that happen it's so creepy it's so creepy um <clears throat> there's a lot of not much that happens in the rest of the film it's just kind of a study in these people being discovered by the outside world and probably realizing that their normal is probably not normal but I will posit that this is a little bit of an allegory for gay culture in 1932 and the outside world coming in and peeking behind the old dark house and what's in there and the eccentricities and the whatever else of everyone who's cloistered from the world. Um, there is a patriarch father figure uh, on one of the upper floors that they find who's played by a woman. Oh, yeah, Elsbeth something, yeah. So that's a little strange as well. I'm not going to say strange bad. I'm just going to say just unusual for 1932, but actually probably not. And it's pre-code. Yep. So, you know, even the last name Femme, as you mentioned. And, you know, uh, that the patriarch of the the family says that there's something even worse upstairs behind a certain door. Um, There's a fight scene with Boris Karloff and one of the younger male actors that is... Melvin Douglas, maybe? It's... You keep watching it, because it keeps happening. Oh, and the stunts done, when they fall from that... Second floor? Oh my god, yeah. I mean... It's an incredible fight sequence, and it... it, I know there are cuts, but it feels like there are long stretches where they really are just beating the shit out of each other. And unlike a lot of older films, you don't really see the the stunt doubles all that and it's not sped up either yeah and it's not sped up so and that's a a big like i roll my eyes whenever i see that happen um it's it's just uh an incredible fight sequence and you know they all live happily ever after it's a short film yeah it's like an hour and 11 minutes and i would say you could watch this with the kiddos but i doubt they'd be interested yeah Um, it probably wouldn't yeah it, it, there's no, of course, cussing or... Uh, or if you're, you know, try to get them into black and white films and classic Which please films. do. Yeah, absolutely. But maybe not this one. I would I would do like a Frankenstein or... Bride of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I would do those first. The Cat People. Or um, Creature from the Black Lagoon. 
Dracula, Man. Dracula can be a little creepy, I think, just because Invisible of, Man's kind of creepy too. It's very creepy, um, but still probably okay. Kids see a lot worse these days. But uh, I feel like this is a deep cut. I mean, I don't. I didn't watch this till last year, uh-huh. um, and you told me about it. But it is on the C- Criterion Channel this year. If oh, good. Has the Criterion Channel? It's okay. uh, readily available and a short watch and. The second time I've watched it in uh, in a year, so I mean, I will also say it's a good movie to put on if you don't really want to pay attention and you just want some creepy atmosphere in the background. Like if you're decorating for Halloween, maybe this coming weekend, put it on. It it um, this is also uh, not long after film switched from silent to audio, so there's not a lot of soundtrack in this, which actually helps it a lot. Um, because it doesn't seem hokey. It seems like a real nightmare that's happening. You're like, this doesn't feel like a movie. And like these little strange bits of comedy that is also natural within the world that's being built. So it's especially from the actor I said earlier that has the interesting name that you said. Um, being from a theater background, there's lots of bits. There's lots of bits that are, if you can catch them, if you're looking for them, very funny. Yeah. Again, lots of humor in this. Have a potato. Have a potato. The dinner scene. <laughs> I love it. Um, the, the cutting off of the bad part of the potato. <laughs> yeah. It's a comedy of manners. And her eating. Mm-hmm. The sister sitting there yeah. eating with her bread. I mean, she takes a piece of everything. It's just, yeah, good it, stuff. It's, it's, it's like you went to visit another universe and are observing how that universe like lives. Yeah. And then that universe realizes, oh, maybe we're the weird ones a little bit. Well, there's even a, there was a really serious point in the film that that I remember the first time I watched it when they fall from that balcony Mm -hmm. and you think he's dead Mm -hmm. and they had just fallen in love Mm -hmm. um, and she's sitting there and then she's like, he's alive. And I'm like, is she fucking crazy? Like, is he alive? You know, Mm -hmm. that was a, a very tension filled a scene and then of course spoiler alert he's alive um and she he asked to marry her and all that so you know it it ends on a fairly high note it does um and it's 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 a quick ride getting there and it's a lot of fun on the way so that is the old dark house the old dark house have a potato everyone <laughs> bye bye This is Stephen Gregory Smith with your Spooky Season Extra episodes. These are episodes that Matthew either probably A, wouldn't watch the movie, or B, was too busy to, and I wanted to get you lots of spooky content for your October. I'll be looking at films that uh, I recommend or I've recently seen. I know that everyone's making their spooky season lists, so I'm here to help you decide, without watching the film, if this is for you, or maybe you want to skip it. Alright, so I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Thanks so much for listening to our spooky season extra episodes. Um... I'm going to give as many of these to you as I can fit in my day. As you can imagine, uh, October through December gets super busy for Connor and Smith here at the Connor and Smith headquarters. 
with all of our shows being done every year between <laughs> October and December. But if you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. Um, that's Connor with an ER. You can find us on social media. We have a YouTube page. Are you subscribed? Click on it. It is Connor and Smith. I know that there's like a country musician, Connor Smith, but Connor and Smith musicals usually finds us. You can find us on Instagram. Please sign up for our Instagram. Um, I'm on Twitter and Connor and Smith are on Facebook. But again, look for the ER, not the OR. Um, you can become a Patreon supporter of Connor and Smith. Um, that gets you lots of behind the scenes special access videos uh, of our concerts, different things. You get a, a live video update. Well, it's not live, it's taped. Video update once a month. Um, uh, you get the newsletter every month. You get little like magnets and fun stuff like that. So check that out. Become a Patreon supporter. We really appreciate you, all of you who do. Um, that's all for now. Uh, We'll catch you on the next Spooky Season Extra episode. Bye-bye.